بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and expressing our gratitude unto Allah azza wa jal and by sending salutations or our peace and salam and blessings and mercies upon our beloved Imam and role model, our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, ayyuhal muslimoon, we have reached our first Jumu'ah after the great month of Ramadan. And as believers, we take every opportunity to take a look at ourselves, to analyze our situation, as Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, he famously said, Hasibu anfusakum qabla an tuhasabu, wazinu anfusakum qabla an tuzanu. Amirul Mu'mineen, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he said, Take stock of yourselves before you are taken stock of, and weigh your deeds before it is going to be weighed. And obviously referring to the day of Qiyamah, that when we stand on Qiyamah, our account will be taken by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our deeds will be weighed on that day on the scale. Wallahu musta'an. So Umar ibn Khattab is telling us, take account of yourselves now. As Muslims, we should try and do this as often as possible. And this presents us with an opportunity after the month of Ramadan to look and ask ourselves these questions. How have I changed since the month of Ramadan? Have I left the month a better person? Have I maintained the khair and the goodness that I did in the month of Ramadan? Or have I returned back to my bad habits? Have I returned back to my sins that I used to commit before the month of Ramadan? These are important questions that we ask ourselves. How am I using my time since the month of Ramadan? How am I spending my days and my nights? How is my time being used? Because remember, time is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a ni'mah, it's a fadl, it's a virtue, it's a grace from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we will be questioned about it. Allah will ask us about this. How did we spend our time? When we had a free moment, when we had free time, how was it spent? And these are sometimes difficult questions to ask. Because our nafs, it desists, it resists these type of questions. It's like... You know, it puts it off. And the shaitan also will put it off. Because these are tough questions to ask the nafs. It's just been a few days since Ramadan. It's just been a few days since Ramadan. So inshallah, we find ourselves upon a lot of khair. We find ourselves with the momentum continuing inshallah ta'ala. And if we are falling short, ayyuhal muslimoon, then prevent now. Fix up now. Don't let yourself go back into a habit, a system where we become weak once again. Where we become people who are negligent and heedless once again. It's important that if we relapsed, if we went back to some type of haram after Ramadan, we put a stop to it now. And we fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now. Before we become people that are just accustomed to living in a, in a haram state 
and away from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, away from his dhikr, away from the masajid, away from the Quran, away from the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it was the taqwa of Allah azza wa jal that we tried to build. In Ramadan, this is what we try to establish. Ya amanu kutiba kama kutiba min qablikum tattaqun. We heard this verse over and over and over throughout the month of Ramadan and before the month of Ramadan. That the reason that we were given this duty of fasting was to achieve the fear of Allah. Was to achieve the consciousness of Allah, the taqwa of Allah. If fasting has left us, if Ramadan has left us, and taqwa has also left us, then we have failed in Ramadan. And we are failing after Ramadan. That taqwa that we built in Ramadan is supposed to remain with us. It's supposed to remain with us. And this was the goal of fasting. This was the goal of the month of Ramadan. May Allah Azza wa Jal make it easy for us. And may Allah Azza wa Jal accept our efforts in Ramadan. And may He not make our efforts in vain. For the great scholars of Al-Islam, they mentioned that a sign that we can judge our Ramadan, if we want to judge our Ramadan, was it good, was it accepted, what was the state of the Ramadan, then the ulama, they said, look what happens after Ramadan. If you're continuing upon your khair, if you're continuing upon your goodness and your worship and your ibadat and your obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is a good sign that your Ramadan was effectful, it was impactful, it was positive, and inshallah it's accepted. But if you are going back to bad habits, if you've given up all the good, if you've stopped the good the moment the month of Ramadan is over, if you've gone back to haram the moment the, moment the month of Ramadan is over, then this is a bad sign. That perhaps we were not sincere in Ramadan. Perhaps we did not achieve taqwa in Ramadan. Perhaps our Ramadan was not accepted. May Allah Azza wa Jal protect us. So this is a very important moment that we take and it's the blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah that we take these opportunities to sit and reflect. And this is why the predecessors, the righteous imams of the past, the great scholars of Al-Islam, they would advise that we take moments of seclusion. Sit in khalwa, sit alone, away from your family, away from your business, away from your phone or your computer, away from anything. Be it in the masjid, be it at home, sit on your musalla and just reflect. Just think, where am I heading? In which direction am I going? Have I changed since Ramadan? Am I continuing? Ask yourselves a difficult question because if we don't ask it today, Billahi, by Allah Azza wa Jal, we are going to stand in front of Allah and Allah is going to ask us these questions. And this is why Umar said these words. Take stock now before it comes. That stock is going to happen. That hisab is going to happen. It's inevitable. Your deeds are going to be weighed. It's inevitable. But do yourself the favor, ayyuhal muslimun, and do it now. So that you rectify now. You fix up now. So that when you meet that inevitable moment, that moment of yaqeen in front of Allah azza wa jal, we will be successful. Our deeds will be heavy. Our righteous deeds will be heavy. And our sins will be light. We will be given our books in the right hand and not in the left hand. On that day, we will put up our books and say, 
This is my book. Mukra'u kitabiyah. Mukra'u kitabiyah. Allah will say people will be given their books in their right hand. And they will pick up the book and say, here's my book. Come and read. Come and read my book. Because they know their book is filled with righteous deeds. Their books is feared, full with the fear of Allah. Their books is one of success. And others will be given their book in their left hand. And they will say, Lam, Ya laytani lam uta I wish I was never given this book. I wish I didn't have to receive this book. Some will put it behind their backs, hoping no one will see, hoping it will be hidden. But there's no hiding on that day. There's no escaping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day. And so this advice of Umar ibn Khattab, our Amirul Mu'mineen, was the leader of the believers. It's a deep advice. It's a powerful advice. And it's something that we hear often. It's something that we narrate often. But how often do we apply it? How often do we actually take this message and sit down and take stock of ourselves? And weigh up and ask ourselves these questions. Where am I going? In which direction am I going? What's my position? Wallahu musta'an. So we look at Ramadan and we learned so much from the month of Ramadan. And one of the most beautiful things that we learned from Ramadan was that we, our Muslimun, we are very able and capable. Sometimes we look at the scholars of Islam. Sometimes we read stories of the great Imams of the past. Sometimes we hear about them. For example, we heard in Ramadan how much Qur'an they used to recite. How Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah could read two khatams a day. One at night, one during the day in Ramadan. How others would take, you know, one a day. And, and they, this was the way they were. And sometimes we feel we are far from them. And in reality, maybe we are. Not close to those imams. But what we've learned from Ramadan is that we are very capable. Is that we are no different in the sense that if we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we are sincere towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if we cooperate with one another in righteousness as the Quran instructs help each other cooperate with one another assist your brothers and sisters in bir and taqwa in goodness, righteous deeds and in fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we apply this principle and we have the sincerity to Allah we find that we are very capable of being worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of being ubad of being people who worship Allah on a daily basis if we just look back one week two weeks what do we find every Muslim sat with the Mus'haf on a daily basis every Muslim was giving charity as much as they could or wherever they could every Muslim came to the masjid the masajid were full people were making salah our sisters wore hijab people feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we woke up late at night to make extra dua to make tahajjud we, we went to masjid not just for the fard we stood in qiyam we stood in taraweeh 
Sometimes an hour, sometimes more. Sometimes we even listen to a lecture after the Taraweeh program. Subhanallah, we fasted every day. We fasted every day. Imagine, how capable are we? That same Muslim that we were in Ramadan, we are that same person today. That same person I look at in Ramadan, I think every day I woke up, every day I was in the mosque, every day I read the Quran, every day I memorized the parts of the Quran, every day I spent my day trying to maximize it in khair. Why am I not that same person today? So what, what we've learned from Ramadan is that we are very capable. Allah has given us the ability to worship Him. Allah has given us the time, the health, the iman to worship Him. But it requires us to be sincere. It requires us to, to have a firm, resolute niyyah to actually maintain that worship. To actually stay upon that Muslim that I was in Ramadan. And this is a very important lesson. That Ramadan has come to give us this push. To give us this boost. That inshallah for the rest of the year I maintain that khair. And when next Ramadan comes I get a, bush, a, a, a boost again. And I get a motivation again. And I increase upon that. And next Ramadan the same. And this is how it should be as Muslims. We are constantly increasing and getting better and better and better. And pushing ourselves to do more and more and more. This should be our attempt. This should be our approach in this dunya. And this is the, what we've learned from Ramadan that we are capable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He tells us The only people Who will maintain the masajid And maintaining the masajid here Could mean a few things From amongst maintaining the masajid Means they frequent the masajid They come to the masajid To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to establish their salah. The only people who will maintain the masajid, man amana billah, are those who truly believe in Allah, are those who sincerely worship Allah alone. And the last day, wa salah, they are people who establish their daily salah. Wa zakah, they are people who pay their zakah. And they are those لَمْ يَخْشَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ They do not fear none but Allah. They fear none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is them, Allah azza wa jal says, that you can believe and understand. They are the ones who are muhtadeen. They will be rightly guided. And I would like to end on this verse. Because this verse speaks about عِمَارَةُ masajid, Maintaining the masajid. Maintaining the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Frequenting the masajid, which is something we did in Ramadan. Which is something we upheld, even though it was a sunnah prayer. Ikhwani fillah, understand something. Taraweeh is a sunnah. Established in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa upheld by the sahaba and all the righteous imams. 
And there's great reward for Taraweeh. There's great reward in standing in the night prayers. But my brothers and sisters, a sunnah salah will never be as important as a fard salah. A sunnah prayer does not have the status that a fard prayer has. To pray that Maghrib and Isha or Fajr, Dhuhr and Asr in the masjid on a daily basis is far more important than us attending the Taraweeh prayer. Is far more important than upholding a sunnah prayer. And this is very important that we understand because this is the priorities that we need to get straight. It's like giving a sadaqah is very good. Khair, alhamdulillah, you give the poor, you give charity, excellent. But a person who gives sadaqah and doesn't give zakah, this doesn't make sense. Right? Because one is a sunnah and one is a fard. A person who will go for umrah, upon umrah, upon umrah, but never makes an effort for hajj. We will say to him, my brother, this is not correct. As beautiful and as excellent as umrah is, hajj is more important. Have your priorities in order. Going to the masajid for the fara'id. Frequenting and being in the masajid for the fara'id is greater than going for the sunnah prayers. So we came for taraweeh, alhamdulillah. We ask Allah to accept that. We ask Allah to accept that. The reason it was easy to come for taraweeh was because we assisted one another. We all came. So it was easy to come. And like this, there's motivation to come. My brother is going, my father is going, my uncles are going, my friend will be there. This one will be there. And I'm not saying we were insincere, no. This is assisting one another to do something proper. If we have the same mentality for the fara'id, if we put that same effort and importance to the daily fara'id, we will find the masajid are as full, if not more full. And this is not restricted to Ramadan. So this comes back to وَتَعَامَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى Assist one another, ayyuh al-ikhwah. Bring the house of Allah alive. Make it alive with the remembrance of Allah. Come and motivate each other to come back to the masajid. And to keep the masajid full. Especially for the fara'id. For the reward of coming for the fard is far greater than anything else. To pray in that jama'ah is 27 times better than praying anywhere else. And in one narration... The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said 25 times better. And the scholars differed. How do we reconcile between the two? One said 25, one said 27. One of the interpretations of this is that the jama'ah itself, that salah itself is 27 times better. But where does the 25 times come in? They said it refers to everything else besides the prayer. Meaning, when you go to the masjid, there's reward. Every step you take, Allah raises your rank. Every next step you take, Allah forgives your sin. And like this, every step you take, Allah raises you and He forgives your sins. You won't get this for going anywhere else. You enter the masjid, you pray tahiyatul masjid, there's reward. You say a dua when you enter. 
You greet your brothers, there's reward. You smile in the face of your brother, there's reward. It's a sadaqah. You sit waiting for the fard. It's as if you are in a state of salah. And the malaika, they make dua for you. Oh Allah, forgive him. Oh Allah, have mercy upon him. As we are waiting for the fard right now, it's as if we are in a state of salah. And there are malaika here making dua for us. That Allah forgives us and has mercy upon us. As you are sitting and waiting, you are in a state of ibadah. The mu'adhin gives the adhan, you respond to the adhan. You make the dua after the adhan. And you sit in a state of worship. You're making dhikr, you're reading Quran, you're making dua. After the prayer, you sit, you make your adhkar after salah. You make sunnah perhaps either at home or in the masjid. You go back home and you get that same reward. For every step you take, Allah forgives your sins. And every step, the next step, Allah raises your rank. The scholar said, this is where the 25 times comes in. Because if you pray at home, all that additional things surrounding coming to the masjid, you won't get. You will lose it. It's 25 times. The jama'ah alone is 27 times better than praying at home. And this is one of the interpretations that the scholars of Islam gave for these two ahadith. So understand, jama'atul muslimin, to come to the mosque, to come to the masajid and keep it alive is one of the symbols of Islam. Islam is not a symbolic religion. Islam doesn't have symbols. Like you see other religions, they have their symbols. A cross and a this and a that. Islam has no symbols. A moon and star is not Islamic. Right? Islam is not a religion of symbols. We wear a badge on our head, on our, on our cloak and our this and that. The sha'air of Islam is upholding the, the religion of Allah. It's the adhan. It's coming to the masjid. These are the symbols of Islam. That which is established in the Quran and the Sunnah. We need to uphold these things and respect them and give it its haq. And Allah will give us izzah. Allah will strengthen us and He will honor this ummah once again like it was honored when the Muslims upheld the symbols of Al-Islam, the true signs of Al-Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to do this. May He keep us connected to His book like we were in the month of Ramadan and even better. And may He keep us connected to the masajid. Because the khayr that comes with the masjid is not just in that personal rewards. If we all came to the masjid, we would know each other. We would become a community once again. If that brother is sick, I will know he's sick. Because he's not in masjid for one or two days. If somebody needs help and he's in the masjid, he will find help. Like this you find the ummah becomes connected and the ummah becomes strong. Because the masjid is what unites them. But when we lose that, we only see the brother maybe Jumu'ah. Even in other Jumu'ah I see him. Maybe now and then for Maghrib. So when he's unwell, he may even have passed away, I won't even know. May not even have reached me. Because we don't frequent our masajid anymore. So the, the khair and the barakah that comes with being in the masjid all the time is not just limited to our personal rewards, like I mentioned earlier, but it comes with many other benefits and many other helpful things. And this is how we can establish 
But Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَتَقْوَى That help each other in righteousness, in doing good deeds, and in the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أقول هذا القول صلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك شهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك